Welcome back to the Pop Apartment. I am your co-host, Ryan Phillips, joined as always by the human personification of the Kirkland Signature brand, Andrew Tuck. Andrew, how are you? That might be the nicest compliment you've ever paid me. Like, I think uh, that's mixed. the thing. It's mixed. Do people love you? Yes. Is your quality generally just as good as the name brand? Yes. Are you somewhat ill-fitting? Do you need to be very middle America to work? Yes. Do you have the flash of the name brand? No, of course not. No, but there's Re- a certain Reliable, Costco. boxy, boring. In the circles I run with, there's a certain swag that comes with Costco. So The um, circles you run with being dads that love uh, dads cargo that shorts. Dads that love Costco, yeah, correct. <laughs> there's that um, that Kirkland brand sweatshirt that just has Kirkland on I the I literally front. own that sweatshirt. Yeah, like it's, I mean, I'm it's, currently it's, too fat to wear it, but I own it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I fit into Costco clothes. It's fantastic. Uh, welcome to. Hey, Tuck are you and- shaped like a fridge? Try Costco polo <laughs> shirts. Kirkland signature polo. And I don't mean that necessarily as an offensive thing that fridges are huge, but fridges have a shape, and that shape is a rectangle. And Costco clothing is rectangle Rectangular. shaped. Yeah. yeah, you better not. You better because you're just tuck- you're throwing it at like the widest swath of North America, and you want it to fit as many as possible. Do you want to tuck this in? Don't buy it. Just wear it loose. Because <laughs> it's going to be because it's gonna be billowy. <laughs> Welcome to Tuck and Rolls. We are a movie slash pop culture podcast by a guy that likes movies. That's me and a movie guy. That's you. Um, welcome back, Ryan. You look rested and relaxed and a little bit sunburned. <laughs> oh, buddy, I got some weird sunburns. I should just pop, oh. this, pop this top off for a bit. This usually costs extra, you hey? See that? Look at that. that weird design? <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. That's that's fantastic. For those, I'm just going to describe, let me describe what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, Ryan you get at it. I'll hold the shirt up. literally flashing me right now. Um, so I'm seeing his, his man, his pecs. Threw a little uh, shimmy in for him. A <laughs> little shake. And there are some very, very peculiar tan lines. Do you want to describe to the listeners how you got those tan yeah, lines? Yeah, so now imagine <laughs> that um, you are, of course, in the lake. You've got your delicious ice cold... Um, mountains turn blue so you know it's good Coors Lights and you're you're on a flotation device that is like think of like a, a hammock for the water with two floaties on either end and hammock in the middle so I'm oh, yeah. I'm relaxing I'm at 11 out of 10 on the relax scale but the problem is is as you're floating as you can tell parts of you are under the water and parts of you are above the water so the parts that were above the water the bigger part of the stomach uh, the titties up and uh, yeah we got, we got a little sun <laughs> But other parts, you know, in between the stomach and the titties, underwater, no burn. (laughs) So, yeah, we had some incidents. We tried our best. We all tried our best. We had MVZ out there trying to get my back until the the day that I told her that she was too drunk and had to get out of the lake because I was concerned for her well-being. So we couldn't have... She's our favorite guest. We couldn't let her drown. No, we need her back. So... She watches all of our TV while we rewatch '90s movies. Yeah, the lake was uh, the lake was good. Thank you for asking. Uh, I know we're kind of trading off. I'm I just got back from a vacation. You're just about to go on a vacation, but yeah, it was relaxing. Correct. It's always nice to just not work for a week. Um, you know, saw my dad. He's not cool like your dad. He doesn't listen. Um, <laughs> he doesn't ask about it. When I mention it, he just stares at me blankly. Yeah, my you know. parents both listen. Shout out Lori and Phil. And yeah. they like they send me a little messages like they're proud of me and it's uh yeah. Must like I got be, an engineering degree. Must be nice. They don't care yeah. about that. <laughs> uh weather could have been better. I mean, clearly, as you've seen, we did get some sunshine, not as much as we wanted, some rain, you know, clouds, but uh overall not bad. Played a lot of uh uh board games. 
as you saw. I was texting yeah. pictures of uh, one of my favorite board games of all time, International Oil Man, which is a dumb board game where you buy land and drill for oil. It's it's just always been at my family's cabin. It's like a 35-year-old game. It's very fun. Yeah, and I was texting you about that because they remade it. Like, I yeah, have a some copy like of it. some like dudes from Leduc that had like a Drayton huge Valley. boner for oil. Sorry, Drayton Valley. Yeah, they like bought the rights after it went under and started redoing it. This is the OG version, not a I know, but not it's a shitty knockoff remake. Literally, what I do for a living, so I like the game as well. Yeah, it's it very is. Fun. It is fun. Um, yeah. and it's a pretty simple concept, but um, it's a cool idea because like the tiles underneath, like you got three different levels. I I. The only problem I have with that game is that there is, um, there's not really uh, an end. You have to kind of decide. You like, pick going in how long you're going to play. Yeah, it's that's the only problem I have with it. But uh, watched a lot of uh, movies and TV, which we'll get into later. Well, not a lot, some. Um, and then, of course, like any vacation, absolutely got fucked on the way home in the air traffic. Uh, you know, not tell fun. Us, tell us about your vacation, yeah. your trip home. So you know what you what you love is just getting to spend that extra two hours in the Winnipeg airport on the return home. Delay two hours, Winnipeg. Mm, love to see it. Beautiful airport. No, you know, actually, it is a it's a kind of a newer airport, and it is like aesthetically, it's not ugly. It's pretty nice. It's in good shape, but there's just nothing there. There's like, there's nothing there. Was there a Chili's? No. Ah, there's like the one. There's one restaurant, and it's like. Just some random. It's not a chain of any sort, right? And then mm-hmm. I think there is a Hudson Hudson News as legally required in an airport. You got to have a Hudson News, <laughs> at least one. Those yeah. guys, those motherfuckers, must be rich, right? Because they got the corner mark, uh, the market cornered on on bottled water in an airport. Do you ever like see them outside of an airport, or are they just in? No, the that's an airport specific thing. Yeah, and I've Crazy. seen one in I think every airport I've ever been in in North America. I didn't see any in um, like Dubai. There's, there's none in GP because that's got two gates, but uh, Hamilton's got five gates, and I believe there's a Hudson News in that. Of course, so. of course, yeah. And yeah. then so I think there was one Starbucks, but like I wasn't, I wasn't eating or drinking. I'm keeping that mask on. No COVID, still going strong. No COVID, right. and uh, um, it's just boring though. But so we had uh, <laughs> we we had the crew uh, um, watching the we were watching the CrossFit games on YouTube on my laptop. We just had a whole corner of the airport that we had my laptop going with the volume on. And like normally in an airport setting, I would be like, "You're a bad person. You shouldn't do that. Put headphones in." But like we were the only people in like two gates worth of distance. So I was like, "I think we're fine." And Is, did the CrossFit games wrap up? Yeah, it did. Uh, Who, that uh, Sunday on the way back. Uh, a world's fittest man, two in a row, Justin Medeiros. He got another one. That nice. he's the younger guy. He won last year. He's got that sick mullet. Um, and world's f- most winningest CrossFitter now, Tia Claire Toomey, with win number six, I believe. So she is in incredible get, shape. Get the fuck out of here, Matt Fraser, you old slow bitch. Five is wins. He- Nobody cares. Did no, he, he com- retired he, last year at yeah, five, he and then so year, she yeah. did. She did one more to knock in six, probably just to you know, <laughs> just to spite uh, him. Yeah, but I do want to shout out. Of course, we love our our Canadian boys, uh, Pat Vellner and Brent Fukowski. Eh, not super great this year. Pat got six. I think Brent was like fifteenth or sixteenth or something. So, but I mean, obviously, still great competitors. They uh, both won some of the certain um, events, so you know they showed up. Uh, and then huge shout out to. 17-year-old Canadian rookie Emma Lawson. 
fucking 17 and she was like competing for podium. She almost made it. I think she ended up in fifth. What the wow. fuck was I doing at 17? Unbelievable. I was getting drunk on main K. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so we finished that at the airport. So then my, uh, off top tangent, my, uh, oh God, I was on an airplane with, I've never been on an airplane with more children. There was (laughs) so many kids on this airplane, all toddlers or babies, like a fucking ton of, there was also a cat and a dog. I saw a cat unrelated. They weren't together. I saw a cat on a leash and a harness, harness in the airport, just walking around on his leash. Um, Never they were underneath, like they were. Were they tiny? Was it a tiny dog? Uh, yeah, it, I mean the yeah. dog was only about the same size as my cats. So like in a I carrying guess, case, then yeah, in a carrying case, you know, big enough to go into the seat in front of you. What which is your I think opinion is how, on children on planes? That's oh, I absolutely hate it, and it sucks. But like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, like you buy saying. the ticket, the kids got to go on a plane. You know, whatever. It's it's if you're going on a plane. You just know that sometimes kids are going to be on there. That's why I have noise-canceling headphones, guys. Like, fucking yeah. <laughs> get with it. You, It's out of your control. Now, I, 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 will, I will say this. The one family that whose kid was uh, the worst, absolute garbage child, <laughs> just fucking screaming at the top of their lungs the whole time and in the for, like, 30 minutes before takeoff to, like, when we were still uh, waiting to board, they were already losing it. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad one, huh? Ballpark um, how old this kid was? Under two. Like, okay. walk, walking, but just barely, but, like, I would say under two. So, speaking from experience, that's the worst age to fly because they people, can't. I've heard people say terrible about the twos. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah, they're terrible. But <laughs> they, they don't have the attention span to, say, plug into an iPad, and they just, because they're moving, they just want to move. And right. it is, it is awful. So like, here's yeah. what I'll say. I, anyway. you know, it sucks for me, but yeah. I'm not mad at them because no, it's no, like, no. whatever you have a kid or whatever, the kid's going to cry. Dick. You can't, you can't control it. But, but what I will say is that I am a little disappointed in the parents because I expect that, you know, that I can't control if the kid's going to scream, but you can control other things. And I expect you to do your best to control what's within your control. And mm-hmm. so when they got to the gate, like they didn't have their tickets and the passports and they were like a bit of a clusterfuck. And I was like, see that you have to have dialed in because your kid is screaming. Everybody's yeah. already upset about the scream, but you just got to have everything dialed in and say, we did everything we could to go as smoothly as possible. Kid's going to scream. What are you going to do? But they didn't. So it's like, ah, you know, I kind of was like, you know, shake my head at them a little bit, right? But at the, again, at the end of the day, I get to my seat, I put on my noise canceling headphones. I'm thinking, f- whatever, fine. Then though, mid flight, we had what I can only refer to as an air Karen. I don't know how else to describe it. So what? Yeah, this lady was like so mad about this screaming kid. Now, what I did hear later is that the kid. Uh, chucked its little milk jug and and hit the lady i guess and she was like pretty upset about that which i would be too if your kid does that to me on an airplane i'm gonna turn around to you and i'm gonna say hey i know kids having a meltdown i get it can be tough you gotta control this milk situation i can't have milk hitting me in the back of the head here you know like if they're gonna keep tossing it keep it away from them they're not gonna die if they don't have milk for the next hour they'll be fine you know it's not a like you're going from winnipeg to vancouver you're talking about a two and a half hour flight maybe yeah and I yeah. get if we took the milk away, the kid cries, we give them the milk, they stop crying. It didn't matter. The kid was screaming the whole time anyway. So like, mm. take the milk away if they're chucking the milk at people. But anyways, that I, I would I would do that in a polite matter. Hey, I don't like getting hit with milk. Let's kind of rein this in, right? And that's that's all you can do. What, I would feel what else can you... so awful if my kid hit yeah, somebody. Yeah, and I, I'm, sure, I'm sure they did. They seemed like yeah. 
although I did describe them as a bit of a like medium clusterfuck, they seemed like nice people. So, you know, it is what a, it is, right? I'm a medium clusterfuck as a parent. Thank God for my beautiful wife. Right. I mean, you're so. a large clusterfuck as a podcasting host. So, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so this lady was, so she's in her, she's in a row. She's in the uh, aisle seat, empty middle seat, and then next to her, unaccompanied minor. And we knew this because we were across the row from them. So we're like right there. And the flight attendants had come by and talked to this kid. This kid, she was maybe like, I don't know, 14 or something. They'd talked to her, given her some snacks, whatever. She was living her life, eating these free airplane snacks, uh, just having a ball, really. And uh, uh, then partway through the flight, they had come over to talk to this lady. Then they leave, and then two of them come back. And then the two leave, and then the next time, all three of them are back. And we can't really hear what they're talking about, but, like, they're pretty serious. And then eventually, they relocate the unaccompanied minor to a different row. And so it's just this lady by herself, pops her shoes off, gets those feet just right up on the seat, stretches out like a nightmare person. Taking your shoes and socks off on an airplane, I Mm. hope you get hit by a bus. No, 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 no. You keep your fucking shoes on. Oh, my God. So I was like... sandals, fine. Like, just cover the bottoms of your feet. Yeah, and also, like, there's, like, a monkey pox outbreak right now. Maybe go long sleeve on the plane just for now, you know? Like, not... Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Gross. Yeah, so I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like... I was so confused at why well, I thought maybe they moved the girl because the woman was complaining so much that they were like, maybe we just give her her own seat. She'll shut up or whatever. Right. And then when we uh, were coming in for our landing, our um, captain was like, Hey, just so you know, when we land, don't get out of your seats. Cause we got to deal with the situation. Everybody's like, what? Like we've already been delayed like two hours. Right. And yeah, so we get to the gate. Finally, we're there for a while. Everybody's sitting. He's like, don't fucking stay seated. And then they come and they get this lady and they escort her off. And then when we were leaving, yeah, RCMP giving her a talking to. So I'm not really clear what What? she could have. Yeah, I don't know what she could have said to these flight attendants to to warrant not being dragged off by the police, but being escorted off by um, airport staff and then being like told you're going to talk to the police right now. She must have said something wild. Because, like, clearly she was like, I'm sick of this baby and these kids and whatever. Because we did catch a little bit of it, and a lot of it was like, bitch, it's a plane. People, like, the, you know, uh, literally, air travel is a nightmare. You have to be prepared for it, you know? You just you just came up with the name of the episode, bitch, bitch it's a plane. It's a plane. You know, bitch, yeah, but, but that's it. Like, do I want to get on a plane with screaming babies? No, that sucks. But what is my other option? Don't yeah. fly. That's because you have no control over who else is buying tickets. They're just as entitled to those tickets as you. Now, I have a lot less respect for somebody, a grown adult, who takes their shoes off than I do for a mom who has a screaming baby. Like, yeah. like that screaming baby is like is, 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 is like St. Peter compared to that fucking woman who took her shoes off and put her feet on the seat, Andrew. Jesus, that's 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 probably why she got talked to. Anyway, I hope, she, I hope like, she's yeah, I hope she's in prison now. <laughs> um, can't say bombing an airplane, Karen. Yeah, I I like <laughs> surely did she? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Know. I don't know. Yeah, like I just uh, I don't fuck with ghosts. And I don't fuck with airport security. You know what I mean? You just kind of. I get How, searched what, every what, time I go through. I was just gonna ask you because, like, my record of getting uh, now, granted, also. Extru- could not be more white. Name is Ryan Phillips. That's <laughs> coming in with an advantage. I yep. understand. Yeah. Uh, but my track record of going through like uh, security check at an airport, like smooth. I never, I never ping the machine. 
I never get called for excess screening. Occasionally, they you know shoot your bag over the other way, and the bag goes through the extra thing. Yeah. But like, I never ping the machine. And the amount of times I see people walk through and they're like pinging, and then the guy's like, "Well, do you have a belt on?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, I didn't know." It's like, have you never been in a fucking airport before? So when I get to the belt, I am very smooth. Like I'm, I'm good at that part. You know, I got the hat on. Usually, throw everything in the hat. Everything goes in the bin. Done. Yeah. But I will say I get searched like a hat. I get extra screened a lot. Hmm. Like I'll come in why. and I'll be like, when have you got like you. a name that like pings? Maybe I got like, um, usually like I'll be wearing a flat brim hat and I'll, they'll just kind of, they just like, you look like you, you're dressed like a date rapist and they're like this guy. Okay. Come on. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of date rapist, uh, I watched, <laughs> oh, I watched, oh, an, I, watched an, I watched another documentary on, um, I watched two documentaries this week and I, I, I'm taking to heart what you, um, a pitch, you said last a week. pitch, Elevator not a plot. Pitch. Yeah. So these are two new miniseries on, uh, Netflix. The first one is the most hated man on the internet. You heard about this? You seen this? I, I have heard about it, but I don't really know what it is. So perfect time to pitch me. So, uh, do you remember this was in 2012, like when the internet was still fairly young, but fairly old, like, um, do you remember is anyone up.com? No idea what that is. I don't know. I didn't know either like this, but this is what this site's about. And it's about the, uh, the guy that started it, Hunter Moore. And this guy is, uh, basically the biggest piece of shit in the world. He started a website, uh, where you could post, um, naked photos of anybody. It's a revenge porn website. Oh, he's like one of those gross revenge porn guys. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. But the difference is, is he would post Facebook profile info and oh god this shit like it so this is it was, was he like trying odd. to get people murdered jesus no he was trying to get he was trying to ruin people's lives and this is what he made money off of and it was um it was awful it the the whole series is by the guys that did don't fuck with cats and, oh yeah and, yeah okay uh they did another one on netflix that i also watched so this is why the algorithm recommended it for me sure it's it's very uncomfortable to watch it yeah. is a good story um like okay it, but uh, I, I just, it was surprising because it was in 2012, which I was a working adult at that point and I'd never heard of this website. So it definitely was something that younger kids were doing at the time. And it talked a lot about the impact. There's been a bit of feedback on like people that were on the site that their lives weren't ruined, but it's like, I just, it is, it's so awful. That's so funny how we, how we're just so, our age has separated us from certain things. I was watching yeah. something on YouTube the other day, a news show. I watched the Phil DeFranco show. He doesn't need our bump. He's doing fine. But it's just like a, it's like a quick 20 minutes of news and it tends to skew towards more, not internet news, but like, it's not, it's not, it's kind of a little bit more of everything. Uh, Anyways, yeah, check it out if you're interested in it. Philip Um, DeFranco. Philip DeFranco, yeah. And he was talking about, have you ever heard of PewDiePie? Who, at one point, I've never watched him, I have zero interest, but at one point, he was the reigning champion of most subscribers on YouTube of all time. This was yeah. only a couple of years ago. That is something. That's quite huge. He's he's huge, right? And he uh, basically was reacting to some TikTok videos, and he said some. He did some just bad and offensive jokes um, to a, a deaf TikTok creator. And yeah. this this girl then on TikTok, who is apparently extremely popular on TikTok, was like. And very legitimately was like, I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. And it just made me go, oh, man, weird. Because you'd think, oh, two social media champions. But these TikTok kids 
they don't care. This is like being like, oh, you don't you don't know who the number one pick in the Encyclopedia Britannica was? They're like YouTube <laughs> old ass men. They don't care. And yeah, broke my brain. But yeah, sorry, it, that was such a tangent. Did but. you know you knew PewDiePie before then, right? Like, no, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. I I knew him uh, definitely, probably most prominently from his racism and yes, then correct. also yeah. his being the most subscribed to guy on YouTube. You you hear about him, right? There was a. There was a feature on him in that uh, that podcast Rabbit Hole, like which is a short series by the New York Times that talks right. about dangers of YouTube and stuff. It's very interesting if you have a chance to listen mm-hmm. to that. Uh, but PewDiePie is featured in that because of his, you know, Nazi jokes and stuff like that, which were just awful. But internet's wild that way. Like you can just be this uh, thing can be popular and so huge and, and and gigantic, and you just have zero clue about it. Just completely separate lane. Yeah, it, um, well, like the pink sauce, right? Like you mentioned that last week, yeah. I had no clue what you were talking about. Um, that did trigger something in my brain, though. I do have a new favorite sauce, if I could mention that. Well, tell it, pitch us your second documentary for stay on, okay. stay on, it, I'm stay, stay on, on try, topic, stay on track. And I'll get back to my, get back to my favorite sauce. Uh, so second documentary, um, well, yeah, most hated man in the internet was very uncomfortable to watch. I think it's worthwhile because it was an internet phenomenon, but don't do it if you're triggered by anything related to, um, yeah, I mean, based on what you've pitched assault, so far, you could, you, yeah, that sounds like it might be very, some rough, it's rough It's uncomfortable, viewing. but there is a mom in there that kicks ass, and that's that's all I'll say. Love a mom um, that kicks ass. You'll love to see it. And the second one I watched was another documentary on Woodstock 99, Trainer. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard that, because yeah. we had talked about this on the podcast, what, last year? Yeah. And this so, was one of those things where Prime did one, and then now apparently Netflix has done one. Bill so. Simmons did one on HBO. So was that this the one, was part the of yeah. One? So okay. part of Bill Simmons's thing, he was Bill Simmons was a sportscaster, and he started doing. Uh, he tried uh, any given Wednesday on HBO, and it failed. And then he he got into these music documentaries. I think he has one on Cheryl Crow and this Woodstock '99 one. I think they're the same. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but anyway, this Woodstock '99 was a three part series. It Is this one a, better or worse than the previous one I watched? It's better. Now, I'll tell but you I why. already watched a Woodstock documentary. Am I getting a lot more if I watch this Woodstock documentary? You're getting a very different perspective. Plus, you're you're talking to a lot more artists. Oh, did they think that uh, Fred Durst is a hero in this one? <laughs> no, they still. So the the guy, the one organizer, not Michael Lang, who passed away, rest in peace. Um, the other guy is still a piece of shit. Shocker. Yeah, he um, he talks about. Uh, this isn't a spoiler because this was in the first documentary. He talks about the rapes and he compares it to, uh, well, if you had a city of 200,000 people, there would probably be just as many rapes. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? What, like, what is, is his his point there? He's he's awful. So yeah. he still looks awful. But they talked to a lot of artists, a lot more artists. They talked to Bush. They talked to Korn again. Um, and there's a lot more people that were actually there, okay. which I thought was an interesting All right. Uh, perspective. So I would I would recommend if you liked the first Woodstock '99 documentary, is, I would this recommend is that, this. This is the Dueling Firefest documentaries all over again. They they mentioned that at one point. They talk about how if if there was social media, this this festival would have just been roasted. It would have been that Firefest, yeah, and that could have potentially been an outlet for the rage. But because there wasn't, yeah, only one where to go would take that anger into into the speaker towers. Uh, look, tell me about your weird sauce tangent and then I'll get, I want to tell you about some things that I watched. Sure. This was, um, uh, 
when I when speaking of going f- being famous on the internet and then nobody having any clue who you were, when I was famous on the internet, the thing I bought right after my viral video was this sauce. It's a hot sauce called Truff, and it's a truffle hot sauce. Yeah, I've heard of this. This is an Alberta product, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it's phenomenal. It doesn't go on everything because there's that. It's a very strong truffle. Um, what's what's uh, truffle flavor? What's the heat level? What are we talking? How's it compared to a uh, De so Bomb the- Beyond Insanity? <laughs> It's more reasonable. I will. Uh, if I were to get it again, I would get the extra hot. Okay. Because the hot sauce isn't very hot, but it, I put it on a turkey burger tonight. Man, it is the bomb. For like would you do? Would way. you do but, yeah. patented Chris Traeger turkey burger Parmesan crisp on top? I did not. No, mm. but I did mix it with lamb. I made a turkey burger and I had a, a little package of lamb that I threw in there. Great. Crazy. Crazy like that. Man, you so crazy. crazy? Like um, so, look, so what did you watch on your relaxing vacation? I finally, finally, I finally found the time to get around to starting Severance. And I really wish somebody would have told me about this earlier because it's quite a good show and I liked it a lot. <laughs> I don't know why nobody's mentioned yeah, nobody it. Nobody has mentioned ever. Like, nobody has said it's good. There's no visuals. Yeah. Like, nobody has said anything about um, it. Yeah, I'm only about halfway through the series. <laughs> it is tremendous. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't watched it, I suggest you watch it. Um, the other thing that... Can you give me an elevator pitch on it? I really don't know what it's oh, about. Oh, it is... Yeah, honestly, I don't... I do not want to, to because I didn't know what it's okay. about before I watched it, and I think it's better that way. Okay. I Honestly, Tuck, I don't know if you'll like it. It's a bit, you know, cerebral. <laughs> no, but on it, hey, uh, truly, I like Dwight Lotus. I yeah, like Dwight honestly, Lotus. Honestly, watch an episode. You're gonna know right away the first episode if this is a you thing or not a you thing. And I wouldn't Google what it's about. I would just watch it. I because I found it. Okay. I, I obviously watched it on our past guest uh, Zareen's recommendation. Insistence, uh, minor threats. And uh, did she hold a gun to you while you were at the like? She got drunk, held a gun to you, and said, "You're watching an episode of Seven. Not quite. Like we didn't have any guns in the house, but like. <laughs> You know, she was getting upset. Uh, look, it, it's really good. And yeah, just go into it, give it a spin, uh, sure. and, and you'll know if you like it or not. And then the uh, the other thing that I started watching, I guess the other thing that I I did watch uh, was uh, the new movie on Disney Plus, Prey. And that movie whips total ass. And you've told me that you are it's... three quarters into it. I am uh, right at the good part. Yeah. And it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I'm going to watch again because they also, at the same time, there's a the standard version, and then there's a full Comanche language version. I'm gonna watch it a second time in that Comanche language version. This movie rules. Lister so, Kyle, uh, who I carpool with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, he um, he watched it as well. Said same thing as you. Same with uh, Lister Matt down in Australia. So it's spanning down, multiple down countries under. here. Down under. Um, that's gonna hurt our Australian listenership right there. Uh, but yeah, they both it's said it was ass. I'm pretty sure it's just the one. <laughs> it's just. Mad. Don't show your Australian friends this episode, Matt. Um, but yeah, he said, it was funny because I was watching the first few scenes like with the village and I was like, I recognize this bend in the river. The whole river. thing was and filmed in Southern Alberta, just outside, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Calgary. Just outside Calgary. And Kyle said the same thing. He was like, this is a forest that I've been in. And his his beautiful wife, Steph, was like, there is no fucking way you recognize. That could be any forest. And both <laughs> Kyle and I had the same. I'm like, no, we recognize that forest. Yeah. So we're pretty much yeah, in Yeah, if you've got Disney Plus... Go watch it, 100%. No reason not to. Also, if you have Disney Plus, your past recommendation, Crispy Gem the Bear, is now on there. Oh, is it? So I know you talked about awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. a TV show that I recommended mm, a few episodes ago. 
Um, it was like three episodes. Did you ago, yeah. did you watch it, Tuck? I don't remember. No, but I I saw it on there. Like it came up in the Definitely algorithm. I'm Tuck, like, I think I'm you're gonna, gonna like this. it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everybody recommend the bear. It's only about eight episodes or so. So yeah, and they're not. Yeah, I think you can uh, tear through them pretty quick. I am I am really powering through the OC here. So I oh, what episode are you on now? Episode check. Gotta focus on this. I'm not uh, done season one. We are almost done not. season two. So, and, and okay. listeners. We call this in the biz, we call this a teaser. We are working on all finishing the OC by end of summer so that we can have a big OC episode and we're going to drink sevens and seven. Seven and seven. I'm going to, I might go full Julie Cooper and just drink Cosmos the whole time. Oh, I um, thought you were going to leak a old porn tape. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I, uh, um, I won't get all the way through it. I'm just going to straight up, I'm, I'm trying to do this new thing where I don't overcommit. I won't get all the way through it, but I will, I will commit to reading. Every episode that I don't get through, I'll read the recap because I got a pretty good memory <laughs> okay. and I will, right. I will. Okay. Should yeah. we get into uh, this week's topic? Every week we tell you, hey, every week we tell you all to go to www.tuckandrolls.ca. That was a struggle. Are you all right? Yeah. Dot .ca. I had a brain fart there. You, so, you pay for the website. <laughs> I know, uh, and leave us a voicemail. And sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Uh, this week we got a voicemail. We actually got it two weeks ago and we committed to play it and it recommended a topic. So we're going to commit to talking about this topic. Um, Ryan, through the magic of editing, can you drop my buddy Pat's voicemail in right now? Hey, Tuck and Rolls. This is your buddy, Patty, Patty Nelson, friend of Andrews. Um, what I would like to see discussed is the best comedy duos throughout cinematic history. I think there's been a few, if we start to think about it. And uh, I would like to hear what your favorites are. Also, Andrew, call me because I have a new phone. I lost your number. Thank you, Pat, for calling him. I didn't end up calling him. He's in uh, Puerto Vallarta right now. He's Must be nice. Starting a, new t- a 10 out of 10 voicemail. Sound quality, good. Beautiful birds chirping in the background. I don't know if you heard. I liked that. I liked uh, that, yeah. He suggested a good topic for us to talk about. That takes work off my plate. Thank you, Patty. Now I don't have to do it. I we, you think we're going to talk about that. 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. Other listeners, take note. Take note. Um, and yeah, Pat's in Puerto Vallarta right now starting a new job. So we might get some Mexican listeners or like uh, misplaced Canadian listeners, expat listeners, yeah. right? Hey, how do you um, say I'm sorry duos. our podcast isn't good in, in Spanish? <laughs> Lo siento. Yeah. Lo siento. I know that's sorry in Spanish. Um, okay. I wrote down some comedy duos, right? Okay. I actually prepared my- I'm coming duos. into this thinking that the, the ones that you are going to say, and when we're talking about comedy duos, I'm assuming we're talking like when you're thinking about like those two people that are always paired up in a movie or TV show, being funny, playing off each other, whatever, right? And I assumed right away that your number one picks, not that we're like doing it like that, but r- top of mind for you, you're you're going hard Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson. So I did, yeah, I had Vince Vaughn, Owen Wilson, and I had Farrell and uh, John C. Riley. The thing about Farrell and John C. Riley, because I also thought about them, because like immediately yep. I thought about them, but then when I actually drilled down, I was like, is it really, it's kind of only really Step Brothers and Talladega Nights and the Sherlock movies, but we're not, we're, movie, but we're, we're not going to talk about it. It was a train wreck. But can we qualify them as like a classic comedy duo just for those two movies? I kind of want to because like Step Brothers is so. amazing. I fucking love it. And I love Talladega Nights and like those are two that, why are you, you know, had high impact. Why are you sweating? Oh, I was watching I Cops. 
I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, like tre- just two tremendous movies. And it's more about the energy that they have that they play off each other with. And and I think that that same thing can be said for uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson, who I assumed you were going to bring to the table. But they've got more than a couple, right? Like, obviously, Wedding Crashers. You like that Google Google one that I... Internship. Yeah. But do they have more? No. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, they don't. Yeah, weird. So there's only two there, but I, I, I would bring them to the table because that's so impactful. I do, um, I will say I don't like it when they do this. They did this with Will Ferrell where they kind of just overplay everything and then it gets old. Like I don't, you know, there's a, there's, um, there's magic that they caught with Wedding Crash in my mind. Like this is my opinions only tweets are my own, um, <laughs> but they captured, they captured magic with, um, those two movies you mentioned, Step Brothers and Telly Nights, and then they captured magic with Wedding Crashers, and and in my opinion, the internship. Even though I know that movie has its problems, um, and so then to try and keep pushing those, it it always it frustrates me. Like with the Sherlock Holmes movies, like they're not they're not funny. Yeah, so the ones, so it just kind of ruins it. Think, but I don't you, think you think that they're getting um, they're resting on those laurels. Like they just see John C. Yeah. Riley and Will Ferrell and that energy and that how amazing it is and they're like just fucking slap them in anything and then you get that Sherlock Holmes movie that is trash it's like it's not as if they're bulletproof but they're so funny that they 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 think that they are so you got to use it sparingly you got to use it sparingly it's lazy filmmaking like we talked about with Edgar um, Edgar Winter Edgar Edgar Wright right which is Edgar Winter was the weirdo singer (laughs) but I don't know who that is anyway Um, anyway but it's funny that you bring up Edgar Wright because one of the comedy duos that I wanted to bring up Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Those guys are amazing. That's a good one. I didn't have that. And and like, uh, you know, you've got a few movies for sure, but then you also have their TV show that they did with Edgar Wright beforehand, uh, Spaced, I think it was called. And um, those two are just tremendous together. And they just, it's that same thing is they have that energy. But I think it's fair to say like, they've been friends for a long time too. So you kind of are just seeing that true friendship shining through their characters even, right? Yeah, and I I think you see that with John. I don't know if John C. Riley and Will Ferrell are, but there there needs to be a chemistry off screen in order for it to work on screen. I didn't have uh, Frost and Peg on there, um, and they benefit extremely from excellent filmmaking as well. Yeah, I like mean it's not just sketch comedy. Right now, so, how to make a movie? Oh, I, speaking of sketch comedy, next on my list, I got Key and Peele. Key and Peele, yeah, yeah. I mean, come nice. on, like a comedy duo, Key and Peele, amazing. Um, yeah, they're phenomenal. Like those, um, I'll get sucked into a Facebook rabbit hole anytime yeah. their sketches like, come up. Uh, anytime I see a gif of that one where the president is, um, shaking hands and then hugging people and people re yeah. redo the gif of like wh- who the people are, I fucking watch it every time. It's always funny. It's yeah. amazing. And then of course, <laughs> of course, of course, I cannot talk about Key and Peele without mentioning that everybody stop what they're doing right now and go watch the Key and Peele Gremlins 2 skit, which is one of my all-time just favorite things of all time. I'll recommend, if you're if you're uh, married, I would recommend Key and Peele's Bitch. Have you seen that uh, one? I don't know. Where, they, where they're like, they it's two guys getting together. Like it's a couple getting together and like the wife was late. And then, so these guys, they're going in the basement and they're talking about like how, yeah, man, like I was ready. And then she was like, oh, I need like five more minutes. And then she took 20 more minutes. And I, I looked at her and I was like, and then they look around the room and they go, I was like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, they keep getting farther. Yeah. It's a, so Kia peels bitch and 
What Gremlins two. Gremlins two. Yeah, okay. well, anything can appeal. Two very good anything, ones. even just that dumb thing yeah. where the, with all the stupid football player names, always tremendous. They're always so or funny. The, my dad um, loves the teacher saying the same teacher names. Those Which one of you is A.A. Ron? Balake. Yeah. Present. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, they're just, they're geniuses. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, uh, I got a couple of older school ones. I wonder if we're thinking of the same. Okay. We're going to say okay, it on you, three. We're going to go slightly older school. One, one two, three. David Spade and Chris Spade Farley. And Farley. Boom. Yes. Yeah, nice. Locked in. <laughs> 82 episodes. Right. We, got we got it. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that we only got the two movies. They're both tremendous and and again, the chemistry, the the you know, Chris Farley's energy and then David Spade's just sort of dryness, just, you know, you can't beat it. It um it really brings out a key point of comedy that I think is often forgot is the the straight man. You got to like, you Tim it's Meadows. it's good. You know, you can't yeah. you, you, you have Tim Meadows is an excellent straight man. Oh, there's a few guys in comedy. David Spade. Yeah, he's he can be funny, but he's also an excellent yeah. straight man in these movies. Tremendous. Yeah, yeah. which has got to be a hard like that's got to be impossible. You watch these office bloopers all the time. Like it to film that and maintain with somebody who is absolutely hilarious in Chris Farley and maintain that. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't do it. I just get giggly. But um, I also had one, and this uh, kind of is, but I had Chan and Tucker. Okay, yeah, I mean, they've got the yeah. three movies. Uh, I haven't seen those movies in a long time. I was never a huge fan. I know the Corridor crew talks about them a lot for the stunts because we, we can't. it's hard to talk about stunts stunts and not um, shout out uh, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. And I think just because it kind of brought Jackie, yeah, like Jackie Chan had the Rumble in the Bronx, and then there was his other two movies, which I loved when I was a kid. And then um, Rush Hour came out afterwards. It kind of brought Jackie more mainstream. Oh, yeah, those made think, Jackie Chan like yeah. huge in North America. And it, it was very good. Like, he kind of plays the straight man. They have the excellent stunts. They do. So I, I put them on there just because of Jackie Chan. You give a shout-out to Tucker and Chan. No Wilson and Chan? Not a Shanghai Knights fan? Remember those? No. They did Shanghai Noon yes, as well. I, I barely remember Shanghai those movies. So. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to uh, HBO comedy duo Flight of the Concords. Oh, I'm the hip-hop-opotamus. My rhymes are bottomless. Love those guys, yeah. You thinking what I'm thinking? No, I'm thinking what I'm thinking. So you're not thinking what yeah, I'm thinking? Yeah, they're very good. Because no, you're thinking I'm thinking what I'm thinking. Yeah, they're very good as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, uh, I, I guess, and this is kind of, we already touched on it, but I guess the key that makes the duo good is like you feel like there's a friendship there that is shining through um, the characters. It's probably why we're not funny. It's because we don't like each other well, very Tuck, much. I was going to say Tuck and Phillips, yeah. but I guess we're not going <laughs> to no, do that. Um, work. What about, uh, go a little bit older school, um, like older, older school. What about Cheech and Chong? I didn't have them on my list. I, I never watch really watched the Cheech and Chong, you know, and I'm sure that, uh, like they made quite a number of movies. So I, I believe that there was an audience for it and I'm sure that they were f- you know, uh, the chemistry was there. I don't know if the comedy was there. Couldn't tell you. Never really seen him. Related to, though, sort of related to in a way, and you'll see how, my I think my last set. Uh, my last set, and then I have kind of an honorable mention, doesn't really work, but I feel like I want to shout it out anyways. Uh, Jay and Silent Pop. Kevin Smith. That's, I had them Kevin on my Smith list. Jason Mewes, like, list. It's yeah. funny to say that they're a comedy duo, seeing as, as Silent Bob says one line of movie, but now, and here's the other thing is, like, I am... I will say I am a Kevin Smith fan and I fully understand and I'm sure we've talked about this on the podcast that when you go back and you watch those earlier Kevin Smith movies, a lot of the stuff doesn't hold up at all. Like 
And he's admitted yeah, that. Like that's, he that's why yeah. that is one of the reasons why I'm such a big Kevin Smith fan is because the man has shown growth. He looks at some of his old stuff. He understands what is outdated, doesn't work, etc. He's grown. He doesn't think he's a triple A Hollywood filmmaker. He's really happy to be working on smaller things, doing things like that. He-Man uh, remake cartoon Masters of the Universe, which is pretty good. I watched some episodes of that. It was good, um, yeah. He you know, directs a lot of CW shows, things like that. He's like found what works for him, and he's good at it. And then when he does pop out to make a movie like The Last Jane, Silent Bob 1, and then they're making it a Clerks 3, He's really basically just saying, this is a movie for the people that used to love my old movies, but we all know that those jokes that were funny 25 years ago aren't funny now. And it's a lot of dad humor and it's a lot of poking fun at yourself. And and yeah, I like that he's he's got that growth. And yeah, I think Jay and Silent Bob are a good comedy duo because you have one that never shuts the fuck up and then one that doesn't talk and they 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 put them in fun situations. I think it works well. Yeah, and I think... Um I would agree with that. I put them down there for the same reason. Perfect. Same um, page. I did have a couple of comedy trios. No, that I wanted different to episode. Bring How dare you? <laughs> well, no, it it was tough because I I thought of actors that I really like, and I thought of uh, who they're usually paired with, and um, the trio of Sedakis, Day, and um, Jason Bateman, just from oh, Horrible Bosses. Bateman. Yeah, those three, I think, they work really well. And then there's another one with Charlie Day, because I, re- I really find Charlie Day. I, I, I mean, are you just going to say, this is like the whole cast of It's Always, always Sunny? It's Always Sunny. Crew, yeah, yeah, I mean, but that's not a comedy think, duo. But yes, the entire no, cast of It's Always Sunny are geniuses. Like, it's they're amazing. Did you see uh, Rob McElhaney covering for Jimmy Kimmel? No, I didn't. Was that recent? Yeah, he he was covering this week. Uh, so if you when this comes out, he was covering I saw Rob in an airport ago. one time. And I did, he was on the yeah, phone. I didn't want to talk to him, but I was like, oh my God, I do want to say hello to Rob McElhenney, but he was on the phone. I didn't <laughs> want to be rude. So they do a couple of really good opening bits and uh, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. Okay. The, the duo, not six different people, but the duo that I wanted to shout out, but that it doesn't really work is because like, so, okay. So Spade and Farley, Spade is a straight man. He's playing it serious, quote unquote, to, to Farley's goofy but Spade is still being funny and intentionally funny and still making jokes, but more of a dry humor, right? When we say straight right. man there. But I wanted to talk about, because to me, it is just such a tremendous film and both of them do such a good job, the nice guys and Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. And and that is one where you have Russell Crowe playing a straight man, but a humor-free straight man. He's not making jokes. He's very serious. He's kind of mean. And then Ryan Gosling is very goofy and that kind of silly. Uh, I, I think that those two work off each other so well in that movie, but I don't think it quite qualifies as a comedy. And also Russell Crowe's not, not being comedic necessarily. So, but it, it, you know, a uh, special recommendation for that one. If you're, if you're, if you haven't seen it, this has been on my list for a while. Uh, the critic Pascal Corey also recommended this. So I got to really get it's on this really and watch good. It. Um, that just triggered also uh, honorable mention to Carvey and Myers. I mean, Wayne and Garth, you gotta yeah, love it. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta give credit where credit is due. Two amazing characters. Two, I think it's quite amazing um, if you look at Michael Myers's career. Like he, he had those. Like he did Wayne and Garth. He had Wayne's World. Then he went into Austin. Did that rough patch where he came, married an axe murderer? That was tough on the guy. Yeah, and then now he just plays a character actor. Like he's got that new series on Netflix, The Pentaveret, which I haven't Ooh, checked heard. Out. It's real bad, but you know, yeah, take it for a spin. I'm not, I don't. And then um, he doesn't need to I do anything. Watching, the guy's hella rich. He can just coast. Beautiful wife, 
Jen and I ended up going to one of these candlelight symphonies. Have you heard about these? <laughs> no, that, like I, a, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it doesn't sound like something I'm interested in. No, it, it, hear me out. It's a string quartet that plays modern music. So they have one for Taylor Swift and they have one for Adele and they have one, they had one for the music of Disney. They had one for Harry Potter and then they had one for Queen. So we went to the Queen one, which was, it was a lot of fun. Like you, it's uh, fat bottom girls translate very well to uh, a string quartet. Just for the record. Sure. But then we were like, yeah, it wasn't too late. So we came home and we were crashing in bed and we're like, hey, let's watch a movie. We watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Boo. So terrible. It, yeah, I know. And I, I told her. I gave You brought her, that up because Mike Myers is penance, in it. Ryan. But Mike Myers is in it. And I forgot about that. Like he plays a just a character actor. I just, I think it's, he was the biggest actor in the world at one point. And now he's. I look, you know, just he chilling. was not the biggest actor in the world. But I will say One that when Austin Powers 2 was out, he was up there. He's bankable. He's getting money. Yeah. Um, right. So thanks for Patty. Good. Like we chatted about this for a while. Good, Good job, topic. Patty. Uh, Listen, other other it, listeners do more work for the show. This is proof that we use your voicemails. I know Craig took a few weeks to get yours in. MBZ it took a few weeks to get yours in. We will get your voicemail in when we run out of topics, which is quite often. Speaking of special content, ooh, special content. We uh, we introduced this last episode. We have a Patreon now, so we want to give that a Patreon. shout out. Patreon.com slash tuck and rolls. You didn't want me to fuck that up. I was gonna say that. You can still say it. I'll edit. I'll, I'll edit them back. Dot com. Put them at the same time. Slash tuck and rolls. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. Um, I'm not gonna do it. No, you're not. That would be too complex. Uh, but we got some Patreon subscribers. So, as promised. Level of the Patreon, we're gonna give a we're gonna have an extra special shout out. Uh, by the time this episode is up, I will have put my first. I'm committing to this right now. My first review, Thor's Love and Thunder. It's up there. So if you want to subscribe, you can become one of Andrew's angels. With a special shout out to Andrew's first angel, Sheldon Kashuba. So thanks for signing up, Sheldon. Um, we're very excited to have some Patreon subscribers. We don't know why you guys are here, but we're really excited. You only got one over there in Andrew's Angels, but up here in Ryan's Golden Circle, we got Craig, we got Matt, we got Zareen, we got Walker, and they all get to force me to watch whatever they want. Now, Zareen's power's going to her head. She, she's floating around all kinds of different options. Uh, Craig hasn't demanded anything of me yet. He's a sweetheart. He probably won't. He's just in, he's he's just in it for the glory. The best guy. Matt has watched me to ask like a tw- 25-year-old movie that I think is about maybe ninjas fighting werewolves, Brotherhood of the Wolf. I'm interested. I'm going to get into it. And then Walker left us this voicemail right here. Hey, boys. Uh, it's Walker here. Uh, I was thinking, and since I'm your second Patreon patron? I figured that for Ryan's movies, I will just be giving you sequels. So the first one that I would like Ryan to watch is the classic, classic film, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I can't wait to hear what he thinks of that. Okay, love you. Bye. And yeah, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to review it. And and listeners, if you want to hear the review... Which, I mean, it's a movie I've already seen, but I'm going to dig deep into it, and I'm confused at why he told me to watch it. But look, it's his money. He gets to decide. you got to get into Ryan's Golden Circle. Get down there. Those audio reviews, these deep dives, uh, the people want what they want. And that's the only place you can uh, get it. 
I was thinking about signing up just so I could hear the review of Brotherhood of the Wolf. Yeah, you got it. It's going to be good. I have the password. No, oh, come on. Support the content, content. Andrew. Support the content. (laughs) But what I will do is I'll use that password to change it to adult settings and you can flash them sunburned titties over there. Yeah, maybe a little extra treat. (laughs) For the the Ryan's Ryan's Golden Circle only? Yeah, there you go. Uh, We do really appreciate everybody signing up. We do really appreciate everybody listening. Um, It's been awesome. Like, it's nice to know that we have support of of everybody. so thank you for coming along for the ride, I guess. We have, uh, we got, uh, this is coming out in about two weeks. I'll be discussing my amazing family vacation. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm going to be done the OC by the next time. <laughs> you fucking better be, my man. I won't be done. I won't be done. Uh, we love you all. Thank you very much. Bye.